Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Evan. I'm Addie. Uh, and you are listening to the Speaking English Podcast. And uh, it's the place to be for anyone who wants to watch more movies or read more books but doesn't know where to start. And this is actually episode 99. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we made it here to our uh, the beginning of our 100-episode special, which will be a three-episode special where we do fun, different stuff. I think what I've been doing is purposely cutting out the parts where we say what we're actually going to do mm. for the next couple episodes to keep it a fun surprise. Oh, so nice. This one is a Q&A. But yeah, that's what we're doing for episode 99. We have more fun stuff planned the next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, we're going to get it kicked off here. Yeah, I'm excited about our three-episode special. Yeah. All surprises, <laughs> twists and turns. The twists and turns and <laughs> tons of fun, hopefully. Um. Yeah. How's it going? How How's your week? Been? Um. It's going pretty good. I had like a half very exciting and fun week and half uh lame week because I'm I've been sick for the second half. <laughs> but the first half was a really good time. Um. I went skiing this week, which was really really fun for me. I visited my dear friend Sarah. Um. And skied with her and stayed with her in her. Uh, house that she's living in right now in the mountains which is insanely gorgeous and fun and like a hundred percent owned by a witch sarah gave me like a tour of this of this woodland mansion and there were like three-legged frogs in jars and stuff <laughs> like it was, it was awesome it was the funnest house i've ever been in maybe that's where um, she lives yeah that's where she's living hmm. i haven't been up yet if you get a chance, you must go. It is such a cool place. Uh, really, really gorgeous. It, it like dumped snow while I was up there too. So we kind of skied in the middle of this like snowstorm and it was such a fun and good time. And then I came home and immediately got a cold. <laughs> and I've been sick for <coughs> two days now, just taking it easy. Awesome. Well, not the getting sick part. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> and I saw you this week. Yes, I saw you on my way to see Sarah to ski, and it was such a good time. I got to stop at Evan's place of business, Cold Stone Creamery, and <laughs> loved it. It was so fun for you. It was so nice to see you. I said, step into my office. Yeah. It was the Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool, because even though we talk every week, mm -hmm. we don't see each other in person too often these days. No, we really don't, yeah. Mm -hmm. Since we started the podcast, I feel like two or three times is all that yeah. we've seen each other. Because <laughs> we used to go to school together and see each other every day. Yeah. Oh, how the times change. Back, back in the, the good old days. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Like, how long since high school? Like, how long it's been since high school? Like, I know. It's really pretty crazy. Like, I'm already about to graduate. And, yeah. Uh, how crazy is that? Yeah. Um, I, I went home this week and uh, so that was, I don't know, it's been a weird and hectic week, but I've enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Uh, except driving back up to Boulder, which I had to do in the middle of a blizzard. Not a blizzard, but it was, it was coming down pretty hard. It was a miserable yeah. drive, but uh, I had to make it back because I had too much important stuff to do. 
Uh, yeah, that we kicked off. I was going to mention this. We kicked off um, with uh, I had a I had a crazy dream that uh, prophesized my future. So basically, once I graduate, I'm going to try to move to Japan for eight months and teach English. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's what you did in your dream? No. Well, the dream was about you ever have those dreams where uh, it's like an event that you're looking forward to or like that's coming up Mm -hmm. um, and it like goes terribly wrong in the dream. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, it's fine. It was kind of like that about leaving to go to Japan, except mm-hmm. that I had never had this idea before. <laughs> and so I was like, and, and like, I very, it was like right before I woke up, I very like vividly and specifically remembered it. And it was just such a weird thing. Yeah. That like, it has to be a sign. So it was wow. a prophetic vision. Maybe. Ooh, wow. What an amazing so, dream. Yeah. So now. I'm uh yeah I'm letting that control my future now because I didn't know what I was gonna be doing otherwise so if I'm you, so, I've started to look into it and it seems like it could be pretty feasible. If you live in Japan for eight months, can I please come visit during that time? Of course, if it works out. <laughs> I've wanted to go to Japan for so long. I've never been. It's the best place. It seems like yeah. So I'm gonna try to go live there once I when I graduate. I love this plan. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. That that kind of set the tone for the rest of my week, I feel like. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm currently working on a project for my analog film class on 16 millimeter. And uh, I need to go. I, I shot a roll. So after we're done with this, I'm going to go and develop it and have to edit it. Um, but it's been really exciting to do that. And yeah, it's just been a really like busy and hectic week, which I kind of enjoy. Good. Yeah, so that's what the rest of my weekend is going to look like, is finishing up that. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun energy this week, and I'm glad to bring it into our Q&A special. I, wanna, I think it'll be cool. We haven't done this in a little bit. Yeah. But we sometimes, like fairly semi-regularly, just throw in a Q&A episode every now and again. I know. So it's here we are. Good time. Enjoy it. Awesome. Um, and also, I do want to start this thing um, after our little 100 episode kind of special deal, where we kind of at the beginning of each episode, um, we open up like a little mailbag, um, which I'll like post each week for just anyone if they have any questions, or, like just have anything that they want to say, and we can talk about it. Uh, I like that idea. One or two at the beginning of every episode. I think that'd be really cool. I agree. Um, so yeah, we, we can do that, but uh, let's uh, get it rolling with some questions. Let me pull it up here. Um, okay, so do you have a favorite food movie? Like the movie is centered around like making food and then eating it, I guess. Um, chef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chef. That's that the first thing that came to mind. mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. I think it is so fun. And I feel like it's like especially good as a food movie because the food all looks like actually delicious. <laughs> and like the talk of like why they cook and and like the inspiration behind cooking and the creativity that goes into it is like really cool to hear and see, even as somebody who doesn't really like to cook that much. So yeah, yeah I'd say chef has gotta be my favorite food movie. Awesome. 
yeah, I was thinking that's like the first thing that came to mind my mind as well. And I was kind of just thinking about some other ones. And I know that um, Still Walking, which is actually so actually both of these we watched for the podcast. But yeah, uh, Still Walking is one that I don't know if it like really qualifies as a food movie, but there was something specific. Like I it I originally found it because there was an article talking about it as like a kind of about the food that it's like a family meal that they cook at the beginning and it kind of just I don't know settles in really nicely. So that's always one that comes to my mind too. And then of course ratatouille. Of course, ratatouille. I don't know if like it's yeah, I don't know if it counts, but I'm a big ratatouille fan. As everyone I'm sure knows by now. <laughs> I like the like conversations about food and cooking that happen in Ratatouille too. Everyone can cook. Also, I just like how much Remy enjoys eating. Sometimes if I'm like eating two things at one time, the way that he eats like a grape and a cheese, I will also just like put them both in my mouth and close my eyes and (laughs) put my face up to the sun like he does. (laughs) And it makes the moment so enjoyable. And I learned that from Remy the Rat. So there you go. It's a valuable food movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a lot in that one that's about food, but also like artistry. Like the whole ending thing by the food critic is... I don't know. I just look that up and read it when I need to uh, get some inspiration. It is a great food movie. Which is also funny because I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm leaning more towards doing like critical studies rather than production. So I'm I'm becoming more like Anton Ego. (laughs) Nice. But uh, this made me want to watch more food movies. I didn't really think about them as their own category, but I tend to enjoy them. Yeah, we should do a one week where we watch, we pick out some food movies that we haven't seen. Maybe a couple. We can make a double feature out of it. I would love to do that. Cool. All right, this next one says, talk about the McChicken. Do you have any opinions on the McChicken? Um, I'm a Big Mac fan myself. Really? Yeah, I'm never going to McDonald's to get a McChicken or chicken anything for that matter. I have Big Mac through and through. Man, that's really odd to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's, a big, it's not odd at all. I don't like the Big Mac. Oh, it's I'm odd to me because the sauce is weird. I like the sauce. <laughs> no, my go-to order at McDonald's actually includes the McChicken. Because you get a double cheeseburger and you get a McChicken and you put the McChicken inside the double cheeseburger and you eat it as a as a three stack. That's odd. That's more <laughs> odd than ordering a Big Mac. <laughs> Your face when I was <laughs> describing. That. Like, yeah. Okay, you're right, but it is really good. No. Uh, yes, I think you should try it out. All right. At I'll- least the McChicken. I'll give it a go. Um, yeah, they have this new thing too, where it's $3 bundle for, uh, there's like different options, but one of them is the McChicken and a small fry for the $3. Nice. Yeah. I've, uh, I, I love McDonald's because you can find stuff that's like really cheap. That's a lot of food. I guess what I did with the, the thing, cause it's less than a Big Mac, but it's probably more food than a Big Mac. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. 
There you have it. The McChicken. The Mc- <laughs> and there's our thoughts. And then the chick- McChicken. Ta-da. <laughs> this next one is, uh, what is your comfort movie and why? Hmm. Mine has changed a handful of times over the years. And I still have quite a few, I would say, that I rotate between. But probably right now, the one that I go to most consistently is Kiki's Delivery Service. And I've talked about it before, but it's yeah. like it's a comfort movie for me. For one thing, because it's so low stakes, I think it could be a comfort movie for anyone just because there's not a whole lot of like anxiety inducing (laughs) scenes in this movie. Like there's really none at all. It's very wholesome and very quaint. And I always find it to be so comforting because of kind of like the conversations about self-care that are in this. Like it's about this Mm. young witch who's kind of a coming of age story, but she loses her magic powers um, over the course of the movie and kind of has to get back to her roots and sort of like learn how to take better care of herself and prioritize her well-being in order to like experience the magic of life again. And that is a message that I get a lot out of every single time I watch it. What an excellent answer. I figured you were going to pick that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, your, your justifications were very well put. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm having a little trouble picking between a couple here. Here lately, I think my pick has been The Apartment um, mm-hmm. because I've just watched that so much recently and it's just such a nice, like, I don't know. I, I think it's it's incredibly good as a movie, which oddly enough might maybe disqualify it for me. Not to say that good comfort movies have to not be good movies. It's mm-hmm. just... I, sometimes I'm conflicted between being just impressed by how well written this movie is. <laughs> so I don't know if it's now that I'm like mentioning it, that might be a thing, but uh, just the feeling that I'm left with after it is always so nice. And, uh, um, and the other one, I mean, besides Ratatouille also, of course, but uh, this one is one that I, I watched the other day and I, I mentioned it last um, wrap up, but I saw La La Land. And I think that's a real comfort movie for me too, because it's in a lot of ways when I saw this movie was around the time that I wanted this, that I decided I wanted to start doing stuff with mm-hmm. movies um, like for my life. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so in a lot of ways, that's super comforting to me because I go back and it's like, honestly, really nostalgic watching it, which is weird. Cause it came out like five years ago <laughs> is all, but uh yeah, it just like takes me back to a specific place in my life. So yeah, and then um, kind of thinking about oddly enough, even though I've only seen it like two or three times, uh, Lady Bird. Because mm. I remember I, I each time that I saw that, like I remember the experience a lot. I haven't seen it in a bit, but it's always like such a nice watch for me. I don't know. I just remember that like the last time I saw it, I was in, I was having a a tough time and I just felt so much better Mm -hmm. after watching it. And it's like one of those things where like a movie watching experience, like really kind of changes your outlook. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was impressed by the power that that viewing had on me. So that might be a comfort movie too. Nice. Do you have any that were like comfort movies when you were a kid that you've still kind of carried with you? Into? Yeah, that's the other thing I was kind of thinking of. 
if I could uh, do you first. Yeah, both Fantasias. Oh, sure. gotcha. <laughs> I don't really know why. Maybe it, this also goes back to like the low stakes thing. Like it's really, I it's just listening to good music and looking at beautiful art. It's very comforting. Like there's nothing to take any sort of, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing to stress you out about Fantasia. <laughs> I gotcha. Yes, I just remembered the other one is uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yeah, I love that one. I remember. Well, it's it's one of those things that, like, whenever I got sick, I would watch usually both, because usually I was sick long enough to watch two movies, <laughs> but both Ratatouille and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, every time I got sick, I would watch those. So, yeah. Whenever I got sick in high school, I would always watch Across the Universe, which is absolutely a comfort movie for me still, and I love it, but I never get to watch it anymore because it's like not on any streaming services and back in the day i had it on dvd and i had like a dvd player in my room so i just watch it in my room every time i got sick but i don't have a dvd player anymore or any of my dvds so i never watch across the university (laughs) i really need to it's it was always extremely comforting to me i love that movie nice another uh miyazaki pick because i know you did kiki's but the one of his that I seen when I was little the most was My Neighbor Totoro. Um, and I didn't watch it like a whole lot, but uh, that's one that when when I watched that for our Miyazaki rank, it was like the first time I'd seen it in a while and it was so nostalgic. <laughs> so I guess that's like a, maybe an honorable mention because it's not yeah. one that I've like returned to a whole lot, but. Yeah, that makes sense. There you have it. Um, thoughts on Werner Herzog? Do you know Werner Herzog? Uh uh-uh. He's a German director. He just <laughs> he was in um, what is it called? The new the Star Wars show, the uh, the Mandalorian. Oh okay. He was like a character in that. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> um, no, I've seen a few of his movies. Um, and he's a really interesting guy. I read, he, I, he, there was a book that I read that was like, I don't remember if it was interviews. I, I rented it from the library. I didn't quite finish it because it was like massive, but he's just such an interesting guy. He just does whatever. He's like growing up, he kind of just got into the film industry because he just started going around making movies. I don't know. It was, he's man, he's led such an interesting life that uh, I'm honestly like more interested in all the random stuff that he's done more so than his movies in a lot of ways. He's made a lot of stuff. The ones I've seen, uh, I, I watched, uh, Aguirre wrath of God. And, uh, it's about these like conquistadors going through the jungle and he, they did, they did the whole thing. Like it's, uh, the, at least his movies of the seventies, he kind of just did all the stuff that his characters, are doing in the movie mm. and going kind of crazy along with them. It seems like cool. Uh, Cause there's another one called Fitzcarraldo, which I haven't seen about a guy who like takes a boat over a mountain. And mm. for the movie, they took this boat over the mountain and like, I don't know, some people died or something. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but uh, I mean, yeah, no, I need to look more into that sort of stuff, but he's just such an interesting character and there's so much there to get into. I feel like, but cool yeah yeah i've never heard of him before but now i'm interested Werner Herzog. yeah i i am too i need to watch more of his stuff 
Okay. Uh, if you had to listen to one song forever, what would it be? Only one song That's forever? That's tricky. Jeez Louise. Okay, hold on a sec. Let me look at I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have a playlist on Spotify where I just put every song that I've ever referred to as the greatest song of all time. Incredible. So look at this. It's got to be one from there. Do you have an answer? I'm trying to think. It would have to be something pretty long. I know a couple of good long songs. Mm, that's a good point. Um, with lots of variety. Um, that's really tricky, though. I don't know. <laughs> what about one album? If you had to listen to one album forever. Brothers by the Black Keys. Yeah. For sure. My all-time fave. I never get sick of it. Okay, I'm looking at this playlist, and I think if I had to choose a song, I would choose... Venice Bitch by Lana Del Rey, which I have I have referred to as the greatest song of all time. And it is so it's a good. long one. I love Lana. I would love to have her be my one song gal forever. And it is 10 minutes long. So yeah, that's a good that's a good choice. Well, I'm you. thinking now mine might be a day in the life by the Beatles, mm, nice. which is probably what I consider to be the best song ever. Nice. I don't know. It's, that's too hard to say what the best song ever is. It's so hard. But uh, the other options would be like Car Seat Headrest does a bunch of good long songs. Maybe the Gun Song by Car Seat Headrest. That one's a good 15 minutes with lots of variety. So Excellent choice. I don't know. I think it, it kind of depends on how you look at the question as far as something that I won't get tired of. or I don't know. Interesting, though. Very interesting. Um, if I had to do an album, it would probably be Ziggy Stardust. Nice. The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Um, okay. Do you guys have any more book plans? More plans to do stuff with books? Yes. <laughs> Besides, uh, I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking besides, like uh, the book club. If there's any other oh ideas, no plans in the works. I was also wondering about this because um, it seems that like we talk maybe more more episodes are devoted to like movies and stuff. Um, so yeah. I'm wondering if we if we could uh, I don't know throw anything in there. It's just so much easier to do more episodes talking about movies because it's easier to just watch a movie than it yeah. is a book. And we've seen more movies than we've read books. So there's, I don't know, there's more like types of categories and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think we'll always do a book club. And I really like that. Yeah, sounds good. I'll, uh, I don't know, keep it in mind as far as like seeing if there's any fun stuff we could do. Cool. For like little novelty episodes, I guess. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, cool. Favorite horror movie of all time? The Shining. Nice. Easy. Easy. <laughs> no question. No question. I uh I don't know. I think for me it depends because what do you call a horror movie? If it's like a genre, like a horror genre movie. Um, I'll narrow myself down to that because otherwise I'll get too technical with it. I'll be like, well, it could be considered a horror movie. <laughs> um, 
like a horror genre movie, probably the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, good. Which we watched for this. That one's definitely in like my top five horror movies. I think The Shining is the only horror movie that I would put in like my top five favorite movies of all time, though. I gotcha. I love, I love The Shining. Yeah. I, yeah, I, because I, I also watched The Shining for this podcast (laughs) and I did like it a lot. And, but I think the, the, when I watched The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it really stuck with me as like, I was pretty like freaked out by it, but still really like had a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just very memorable. There's this movie coming out just called X that uh, seems heavily influenced by Texas Chainsaw. Ooh, I haven't and, seen uh, I haven't seen anything about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the trailer, but uh, okay. it looks like it could be really good or really bad. I might try to go see that in the theaters when it comes out. Ooh, I would like to too. That's exciting. Um, yeah, I, I also I watched The Lighthouse the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if I. If it was this month or last month, I might have already talked about it. But uh, no, I think it was this month. But uh, I don't know if that counts. It's not really like a genre of horror. But yeah, but uh, I really like the life. <laughs> oh, good. I love The Witch by the mm. director. That would also probably be in my top five horror movies. Yeah, I still need to see that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the ones that stick out. I just, I just remember the feelings. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's see what else. Uh, what meme do you feel best represented by? <laughs> what? That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know how to choose. That's yeah, really yeah. tough. There's so many memes out there. <laughs> yeah, I need to like have some memes in front of me. Memes to choose from. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's too hard of a question. <laughs> I don't think I have any answer. Well, that was the last one of uh, things that people sent in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for uh, everyone for sending in stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry if we couldn't answer some of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any thoughts on the Oscars this year? Now that the uh, nominees came out. Yeah. I cannot believe that Nightmare Alley is nominated for that. <laughs> I truly was like shocked by that. Like I never even would have guessed that it was like in the running to be nominated. For I got gotcha. you. A good amount of people that I like I, I've seen have really, uh, I really liked it. But also, it felt really weird that it got nominated too. It's so weird. Like it's just not. I was surprised that Don't Look Up got nominated as well. Hmm. I, uh, as of now, hope that Power of the Dog will win Best Picture. But there are still a few more on that list that I'd like to see. I I saw Spencer, and I'm really excited about Kristen Stewart being nominated for that. I'd really like to see that one before the actual Oscars happens. Let me pull it up. I feel like I had a lot of thoughts. (laughs) I'm, like, kind of not interested in the Oscars this year. I don't know why. I don't know like, I'm still going to watch it, but yeah. I don't know if I want to do, like, another episode on it like we did last year. Oh. Even though that was really fun, I just, yeah. for some reason, I'm noticing that I have, like, not a whole lot of thoughts on the movies that are big. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why know. that is. I always have a good time with the Oscars every year. I was excited that Dune got nominated for Best Picture. 
I kind of didn't really think that that would happen, but that's cool. Probably the one on the best picture list that I most want to see and haven't yet is King Richard. Mm. What about you? That I haven't seen? Yeah. The Power of the Dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. I almost did. I went, so I, I was looking at the movies because I was got to use my Cinemark tokens. And I went and I almost went to that one because it was shutting, but instead I saw the worst person in the world. Oh, uh, I want to see that really bad. Was it good? Yeah. I'll talk more about it on the wrap. But, totally. uh, yeah, no, I liked it. Good. Um, yeah. And I think they're not showing the dog one at the movies anymore. So, but it's all like it's on Netflix, right? Like it's a Netflix original. Yeah, it is. So I can always do that. Is there a dog in that movie? No, no dogs. How does how does the dog have power if there's no dog? <laughs> You're just gonna have to find out. I will. <laughs> I will say. Uh, I will say that uh, my favorite movie of this year did not get nominated for any awards. What movie? The uh, French Dispatch. Oh yeah, I was surprised about that too. Zero awards. I didn't really think that French Dispatch would be nominated for Best Picture at any point. But uh-huh. then when I saw like Licorice Pizza and Dune and Don't Look Up and Nightmare Alley, I was like, how did you not give one to French Dispatch? <laughs> well, it's not even that as much as that like I was hoping for something like production design or costume, yeah, totally. something like that, which I'm really surprised. I am too. Didn't get anything because I because I, I admittedly that movie's like very different. I don't know. <laughs> like it's yeah. I agree. So, like, I'm fine with it not doing the best picture, but I think for me, it's still my favorite movie that came out this year, actually. Nothing else is, like, I guess that one didn't really, like, blow me away completely either, but, like, nothing else. I don't know why. I'm just, like, something about the movies that came out this year just didn't didn't, uh, light my world on fire, I guess. I don't know. Feels like there just weren't really even that many. That's true, too. But, yeah, I think that you'll like Power of the Dog. I really like Power of the Dog. I'll definitely check that one out before the Oscars start. Cool. And we can do, like, a little segment on the Oscars when they happen. I don't know (laughs) if I want to do a whole episode again. Okay. Because it was one episode. We just recorded two different times. Yeah, and that was fun. Which was fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What does it take to give a movie a half star on Letterboxd for you? Whoa, that's kind of an interesting question. Well, really in my head, I think of it as like a 10 point scale. Uh-huh. So really just kind of a one out of 10. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Half star is really a, a one point in my mind. And I don't know how to explain the criteria for what gets what. It's more of a gut feeling than anything else, to be honest. Fair, fair. What about you? Uh, I don't, Honestly, don't know. I've I'm, I'm looking at my letterbox now. I have a thousand one hundred and eighty-eight movies, and I've not given any of them a one. <laughs> I've given <laughs> only one a two out of ten, like a one star. Which one was it? Uh, let's see. It was. It's called Something Borrowed. It was like a rom com that was on TV that I watched with my mom. It <laughs> pissed me off. The ending just pissed me off so much. That's so funny. I gave it a one out of ten or a two out of ten. Yeah, that's the only one. But yeah, I honestly don't know. I feel like I wouldn't. I don't know. Any movie, it just takes so much to make a movie. Like, 
I don't know. In my mind, there's a distinct difference between an eight-star movie and a nine-star movie, but I don't really know how to put it into words. Well, I think for me, because I, I, I tend to try to watch stuff that I think I'll like, maybe mm-hmm. not exclusively, but usually I'll generally like something. So like, I, kn- I know what constitutes a rating for a movie from four out of 10 up to 10 out of 10, but mm-hmm. I don't know the difference between a three, a two, or a one. <laughs> or like usually if i just don't like something i'll give it a four out of ten because it's still like a movie i don't know movie, <laughs> it, just, yeah. it takes so much to make a movie you know yeah it really does that's very true so i generally don't stray lower than a four but uh yeah, yeah. makes sense wait was the question like what does it take to only like rate something a one out of ten yeah Oh, I thought that it, the question was like, like why give something a half star rather than like? Oh no no no! Or, no oh, like how I, bad? Yeah. Oh, I was going about this the wrong way. Yeah, no, I've never given anything that that low of a rating on Letterboxd, um, and I don't know, I don't know what it would take for. <laughs> I don't think I can't I also just can't imagine myself rating something that bad even if I didn't like it I'm not I'd feel bad like I'm not that me yeah yeah and also if a movie is really that bad but I watched it anyway it was probably to get some sort of like entertainment like I almost definitely went into it knowing it was going to be horrible and I just wanted to laugh (laughs) I wouldn't give a movie a bad rating because of that (laughs) I'm thinking now like Maybe I think the biggest thing for me is that if, if it's clear that uh, they didn't care when making it, like, which sometimes is the case for stuff, but mm-hmm. like it would have to be like really bad. Plus, like, obviously, they just weren't even trying. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. totally. But yeah, I don't have any specifics because I've never given a movie a one out of ten. Yeah. There are so many movies that I just like didn't really like or were kind of disappointing to me, but I can't, it's hard to think of movies that I like hate. <laughs> or mm-hmm. think <laughs> yeah, true. Let's see. Do you have any, any uh, good life hacks that you think people should know? <laughs> good life hacks. Um, it's hard to think of like without the specific situation, I feel like. I, I just kind of jokingly told um, some of my friends a couple of days ago that it's a big life hack to paint your car pink <laughs> because every time I go through a drive-thru, I get free food. <laughs> people are just really excited about my car, which is really cute. So there are so many benefits to having a fun car that I didn't know about. I just wanted to have a fun car and I can't remember the last time I paid for my Starbucks because of it. So there you go. <laughs> I think it works too. Of like wearing funny clothes. I don't know. Like some yeah. out there stuff. I noticed I've been noticing this cause I used to like be self-conscious about it when I, when I rock with rock something a little wild. Yeah. But uh, yeah, people like it. Yeah, it's like more like to kind of show off like a personality. Like I don't know, the more people are kind of drawn to you, and and then if you're nice, they're so excited. They're so excited that they will give you free food. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. My life hack is instead of ordering the Big Mac at McDonald's, 
to get a double cheeseburger <laughs> and a McChicken and put them together. It's cheaper. Wise. That's but big. it doesn't have the Big Mac sauce. I just, I think the biggest thing is I just don't like the Big Mac sauce. Well, I do like the Big Mac sauce. So yeah, I guess that's what it comes down to. Understandable. Uh, what movies do you think have good closing shots? Does anything stand out like a really good closing shot to a movie? Yeah. I mean, I for some reason can't think of one off the top of my head, but <laughs> I feel like there have been many times when I was watching a movie and it was like, that was a great closing shot. Yeah. But let's see. Yeah, it's weird. I can't think of anything right now either. <laughs> Honestly, I have kind of a bad memory about that type of thing. Like, even if a closing shot is really memorable to me, like in general, I, w- I usually won't remember if it was like the last scene. Like, I, I won't necessarily oh, remember if it, if it actually closed the movie or if it was just towards the end. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Um, there's w- at least one that stood out to me that I've seen recently. That's yeah, it's kind of pissing me off that I can't come to mind. So I'm sure, like, there's definitely specific ones that I said, wow. The closing shot of uh, La Note, I remember being very special and impactful. That's true. That makes yeah. good. And then also Long Day's Journey into Night. Even though the closing yeah. shot is, like, an hour long, just the way that it ends yes. on, like, the sparkler. Uh, I think that's the one I was thinking of because oh, nice. it really kind of just gets you at the end there's just like certain experiences where like when the credits start rolling you're just like not out of breath that's not the right word but like you you like you've caught your breath like you i don't know it's a weird feeling that's like like a specific like physical reaction to the movie which i think is so cool i agree um and sometimes it's like the closing shot sometimes it's like an event that happens right at the end I remember the ending of Uncut Gems was crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> that's a really good one. I um, love it. Yeah. Even though that's not really like the shot, that's just like how it ends. Yeah. The sequence of events. Um, yeah, that's kind of bugging me that I can't like any anymore, but uh, there's some good ones. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what book or, or I guess just novel? Uh, should Wes Anderson adapt? Whoa, what a fun question. That is a fun, that's a good one to, to close out, I think, <laughs> if we can think of something good for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at my bookshelf. Trying to think of what story would I want to be like quirky, quirkified, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there you have it. Because isn't, so I think the Fantastic Mr. Fox was like a rolled doll book. Is yeah, what, Okay. Yeah. I would love for Wes Anderson to do some sort of story about like witchcraft. I want him to get a little bit more like magical than he ever has. So maybe I should pick a fantasy. That one that you talked about last, not last week, but whenever it was that you really didn't like. Oh yeah. (laughs) Maybe he can make that good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think Wes Anderson should have done the Rebecca remake. <laughs> that would have been cool. Okay, last year I read this book called Bunny that I'm looking at on my shelf. I think I talked I talked about it on the pod, but yeah. it was about this group of like 
grad students who were in grad school for poetry, but secretly had this like little cult that they were operating where they were turning men into rabbits or no, they were turning rabbits into men to like hang out with them. Nice. And, uh, I think that Wes Anderson could really do wonders with that. <laughs> I would love to see it. I want him to do something just a little bit weird and edgy and kind of freaky and just see what that would be like in his very dry style. So that's there my opinion. I like it. What if he was to do a Stephen King adaptation? What would it be? Oh my God, that would be so fun. I don't know enough Stephen King books, but the... Maybe Pet Cemetery, and then it could all be like, uh, like claymation, like stop motion, like fantastic. That would be cool. Like Captain Animals, that would be really cool. That would be cool. I don't know if I have a good pick. I'm okay. Wait, I'm still looking at my shelf. Honestly, I think some sort of like Wes Anderson adaptation of the October Country would be so fun because he could do huh. the short story like vignette style kind of like how French Dispatch was yeah a little bit freakier a little bit more strange I think that would be I like good. that yeah he, I like Wes Anderson can really make a good short movie yeah I agree with that too. even some of his like commercials like he had a commercial for H&M I think it was a couple of years Christmases ago yeah I really enjoyed that one. Me too. So that might be my real pick. I feel like that could be really cool. I gotcha. Yeah, I wish I had a better answer for this. Oh, yeah, well, I'm thinking about that. That's it's like just fun to imagine Wes Anderson's take on different stories. Yeah, because his style is just so distinct. Like you can totally picture what he would do. Cool. Um, I think that's that's uh, good for for this time around. <laughs> Uh, we did some questions, had some answers. Some we couldn't answer, but that's all right. <laughs> we did our, we gave our best. Um, we did. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I mentioned earlier that I want to start kind of doing this uh, mailbag at the beginning of episodes. And I think that would be cool to just, it doesn't have to be any, any questions, just maybe feedback, suggestions, that sort of stuff. I think would be cool to just kind of like, uh, I don't know, bring up, bring about some more interaction even when it's not yeah. like programs such as this. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So that's, uh, that's our 99th episode and the beginning of our little three episode special, which with episode 100 coming next week, we have something very uh, special planned. I think I feel like that I've already talked about a good amount that we're going to be um tier ranking all of the movies that we've ever watched for this whole podcast <laughs> i'm so excited about that um so it'll be really fun and uh, a good a good capping off of uh what we've done on here thus far i think there's there's been a lot of uh a lot of good uh moments and memories from this podcast so far totally. I wish we could have like a highlights reel. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so funny. Yeah. I want to kind of do, apparently that's how you market it is that you just like clip certain things that are funny Mm -hmm. and then put them on social media. And uh, I'm like not good at that sort of stuff, but one of these days I'll either get around to doing that or like, find someone who will do it for us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, 
one of these days. But yeah, I, I will try to be more active on the Instagram page, at least every week, kind of talking about when the new episode drops and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I'll keep it in mind. We'll, we'll keep trying to improve. And uh, yeah, so next week should be a fun kind of uh, trip back through memory lane in some ways. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a really fun one. All right. That means all that it is left to do for now is to uh, recommend an album. Do you have an album to recommend? Yeah, I think I've already recommended this, but I've been listening to so much Fiona Apple lately. I just I want to recommend Fetch the Bolt Cutters again, maybe. <laughs> I feel like you have as well. All right. That's well, okay. I just can't stop listening to Fiona Apple, and I want everybody to experience this as well. But if you've never like really listen to fetch the bolt cutters like all the way through like start to finish i just really think you should like it's just so poetic and like meditative and she just speaks a lot on like i don't know the human experience (laughs) like the the lyrics of fetch the bolt cutters are crazy and if you haven't taken the time to really pay attention to some of it i i really highly recommend like i just think the apple is such a genius and it really 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 shines through on that album there you go. Awesome. <laughs> um, my album is called Black Star by David Bowie. It's the one that he released right before he died. Um, I was just listening to this album the other day. It's so good. He left such a like uh, I mean, just a what a what a way to go out, I guess. I don't know. It, it's a cool thing that you know, he's been a performer all his life, so he he comes back. Well, he came back, you know, a couple of years beforehand, like out of retirement and released the one album and then like dropping this one right before he died. And it's like all the, like the themes and lyrics on this one too, reflecting on that. Ah, very powerful stuff. But yeah. Big, big recommend for that one. Very nice. Yeah. So there you have it. That's uh, episode 99. Yeah. 100 episodes next week. It'll be a good time. Don't miss out. Yeah. Um, check us out on the Instagram at speaking English pod, which will be back up and running at some point. <laughs> I'm going to be good about it. Because <laughs> it's one of those things you just catch yourself. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, it's been a while since I've done anything here. But yeah, yeah check us out there. And, uh, Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts if that's your platform. Those are always fun and I think help out a lot. So, uh, yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. Do great things this week. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye now.